0: resurrection day when I see the one who took my sins away when all the trials of life would have all passed away and Jesus Christ wipes my tears away I'll finally be home at last finally be The image of Of this earthly life And I'll bear the image of Resurrection Day When I see the one Who took my sins away When all the trials of life Would have all passed away And Jesus Christ Wipes my tears The image of of this earthly life, and I'll bear the image of eternal life. Now I'm home at last, because He made the way by His love for me and His amazing grace. resurrection day when I see the one who took my sins away when all the trials of life image of of this earthly life, and I'll bear the image of
1: One, two. On the air. You are in the air,
2: Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. Welcome out to the Potter's House Sunday night worship service. Glory to God. We're going to lift our hands, our hearts, and our spirits toward heaven now. Like that Thank God the Holy Spirit can come and descend on our lives. Amen. What a wonderful race that is tonight. We want to come before the throne of grace tonight and believe in God to help us. Praying for our leaders is always uh, the more intense the battle gets in our life is even more intense in their lives for they are our covering uh, and the devil wants to smite the shepherd and scatter the sheep of uh, But God is going to keep them strong. We're praying especially for Pastor Campbell, who suffered a heart attack. We're asking God for complete healing in his life. Amen. Praying for our Pastor Paul Campbell, his wife Linda, their ministry, their health, their strength, their wisdom, and all they desire to do for the kingdom of God. Praying for the Assistant Pastor Chip Gineer, his wife Lori, their family, and our church family, the Cape Cod Church, for investing in our lives, amen, we're praying for our nation as always uh, We're living in troubled times, but that does not deter our God, amen I mean, oh, God's into fixing trouble times, amen And so we encourage, we so we pray for our first responders uh, The leaders of our nation uh, Praying for all that God is going to do through their lives If they're not saved, that God would draw them unto salvation, amen uh, As people begin to deal in that realm of life, what to uh, Tragedy, uh, uh, oftentimes their hearts can become, be open for God, uh, so we're praying for God to save, amen, doctors, nurses, hallelujah, policemen, uh, firemen, that uh, God would add them to the kingdom, amen, we're praying for our family and friends uh, <clears throat> who may be battling sickness, we're praying for the children and grandchildren of Sister Elizabeth, uh, that God would continue to work in their lives, amen, believe in God for a miracle, of restoration and we're praying for uh, kitty uh, for a relationship with her son uh, freddie that god would restore that uh, and begin to do a mighty work there we're praying for our niece laura in mexico that god would touch her in her physical body and help her as well as our niece tina that god would do a miracle there also for jose god would uh, touch him in his physical body and uh, draw him uh, and plant him in the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. Uh, We're continuing to pray for Sister Bev Lazarus uh, for healing um, uh, circulation in her body, that God would do a miracle there, amen, hallelujah. We also want to continue to pray for the new churches that are being launched into uh, Providence, Rhode Island, and also Washington, Pennsylvania, that God would uh, give these works favor, amen. Uh, I believe God has a remnant in every city. People that want to serve him. And uh, we're asking God to handfuls on purpose uh, that his will be done in these places. Amen. (laughs) We're praying for our missionaries tonight. They're on the front lines of the spiritual warfare that you're involved in. Listen, if the devil hates the local church, he absolutely hates missionaries. Amen. Going into foreign lands with the gospel. But let me know that's the heart of the gospel. Amen. And God is into that, so we're into that. Uh, you pick a nation, you pray. Uh, what we're going to do in come I'm going to get photos from each of these churches. We're going to be going to link our hearts together and pray with them uh, and begin to see God do things uh, in their ministries. Hallelujah. Uh, that is all that we have um, for prayer requests tonight. So let's stand tonight, church. If you're watching at home as well, uh, you can stand uh, in your living room. Hallelujah. Uh, God's going to help us tonight. I believe that. That's why we pray. Let's pray. Father, tonight we believe you once again, God. Lord, we're coming before your awesome throne of grace tonight. For you, God, are the only place we can turn to in troubled times. And Father, we believe in you, God, to look upon the requests that are coming from our hearts tonight. Lord, there may be heavy requests. They may seem like impossible requests. But Lord, we lay them before you tonight. God, our loved ones tonight. Lord, touch them, change them, rearrange them, make them whole tonight. Father, we're asking that you break every bondage and addiction in their lives tonight. Father, we're lifting up the youth of our city. Lord, give us access to their hearts. Lord, draw them unto you these last days. Father we're binding sickness and infirmity tonight for by your stripes are we healed this evening. And Lord tonight we open ourselves to your word. God we invite you to minister to our hearts tonight. Lord give us direction correction God. Insight and wisdom tonight. And Father we release our service into your hands tonight. Lord descend to tonight and the cloud of glory and have your way in jesus name amen and amen let's take a moment to say hello to one another this evening My, my sanity <laughs> hallelujah there's nothing like serving Jesus amen we might try lots of other things amen and nothing compares to serving the Lord Jesus Christ amen we have services a Sunday morning at ten thirty in the morning. Sunday night at 7 p.m., Wednesday night at 7 as well. i pray an hour before each of our services. Prayer during the week, 7 to 8 in the morning. Uh, get up in your prayer closet, get a hold of God, uh, and allow Him to instruct Amen. your life. Amen. <clears throat> uh, Saturday morning prayers at 10 o'clock. Amen. Uh, I will now reach following at 11 o'clock. Come uh, on, be a part of that, except for this coming Saturday. Uh, We're going to be attending a men's class in Washington, PA, Pastor O'Brien's church. So we're going to be going there, leaving uh, the city here around 9 o'clock in the morning to go down to Washington and uh, do the men's class there. And so you'll be praying for that as well. I talked to uh, Brother Andre this afternoon and to his mother, and I guess she was explaining to me there was a A statewide computer glitch in about three different states, and Pennsylvania was one of those states. And many folks who uh, disability should have been automatically renewed was not. And so there's there's thousands of people who are in the same boat that he is in. And so she's going to be making phone calls tomorrow. And we believe in God to do a supernatural, quick work to open the door, to restore that service to our brother's life. And so you'll be praying for that as well hallelujah amen we serve a good god tonight and uh, he is a god of provision hallelujah that's that's the beautiful thing about god he's a god of provision because sometimes in life we're we're going through circumstances we're going through situations and we get out the calculator and we do the math and we say you know what there's no way this is going to work there's just not enough but how many know god has a way of making things work. And he is a God of great provision. And he will always provide for his people. And that's why the devil always assaults our minds in the arena of trusting God. Uh, the devil says, Listen, I'll do the math for you. See, I told you it's not gonna work out. So why don't you uh, uh, take a loan from me? Amen. I remember uh, years ago they used to have a, <clears throat> a company called Renter Center. So you go going and you would you know, rent the furniture. And so you would go and you rent the stuff, but you don't realize in the end that you're paying five times as much for a piece of junk, really, amen. Uh, and people were excited. Oh, we got to get a nice sofa, a nice TV. And, and uh, the devil's just racking up the interest on you. But see, God does not like that. I mean, no, God will make people give you stuff. Amen. He's a God of provision. I'm not just talking about money. God can provide for you things that, that you, you say, I, well, I, I want that, but I really can't afford it. All of a sudden, here it is right in your lap. Mm-hmm. God has got a God of provision. Mm-hmm. And that is why we, <clears throat> we never hesitate to give to God because mm-hmm. it is never a lost gift. Amen. It amazes me sometimes I go into the convenience store and now the, <clears throat> the gambling machines are bigger and bigger in the, in, the, in the convenience store. People are just sitting there uh, pumping money into these machines. Amen. No return. They got a bunch of paper in there, and, then, and then they throw it in a trash basket, and then they go their way. You and I put money in the plate tonight, and we don't listen. We're not listen. We're not looking for a financial return, God. We want spiritual blessing. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. God bless us with blessing. Yes. Yeah. Amen. Yes. Uh, that's what I want to return. Amen. I'm not look. I'm not trying to. You know, our God's not the slot machine of heaven. We can pull the lever and the, uh, the jackpot. No. God, we want spiritual blessing. We want you to pour out things in our lives that cannot be purchased with money. Hallelujah. And that's what he does tonight. So we're going to give tonight. We're going to obey the Lord tonight. Our tithes, our offering, besides, uh, Jesus is going to have his way once again. uh, And we serve a faithful, faithful God this evening. Brother Angel, you want to come? We're going to pray over the offering this evening giving online, you can do that as well. Uh, Father, we count it a great privilege to be in your presence tonight, and God, that you would allow us to partner together with what you're doing in our city. You're truly doing a marvelous work. Uh, Lord, we ask as we give tonight that you would use this to reach lost souls, broken lives, Lord, uh, hopeless souls. Uh, Lord, bless tonight the gift and the giver in Jesus' name. Uh, Amen. We're
1: going to sing. I'm so glad Jesus set me free. I'm so glad Jesus set me free. I'm so glad Jesus set me free. Singing glory, hallelujah. Jesus set me free. They let me bow, but Jesus set me free. Satan had me by but Jesus set me free. Satan had me back, but Jesus set me free. Singing glory, hallelujah, Jesus set me free. I'm on my way to heaven, shouting victory. On my way to heaven, shouting victory. On my way to heaven, shouting victory. Singing glory, hallelujah. I'm so glad. I'm so glad. Jesus set me free. I'm so glad. Jesus set me free. I'm so glad. Jesus set me free. Sing in glory, hallelujah. Jesus set me free. Oh, thank you, amen.
2: Amen. That's our national anthem. I'm so glad Jesus set me free. Hallelujah. have your Bible. Tonight I'm going to be in the book of Deuteronomy and chapter 31 this evening. Deuteronomy 31 and I want to minister a sermon I've entitled Unlocking Victory out of the Word of God this evening. Unlocking victory. Hallelujah. Nobody likes to lose. Nobody likes to be on the losing team. That's why you and I are blessed tonight because we're on the winning side tonight. God has promised us victory, but how many know God gives us promises? Then we must uh, labor to obtain them Uh, because there is an enemy. There's a resistance. uh, There is someone who does not want you to have the blessing of God And this is seen throughout the Word of God. And so Christianity uh, doesn't say that everything is going to be easy, but it does say you and I can have the victory. But there are keys to that uh, that we're going to have to implore if we want to have uh, the victory that God has promised and purchased for us on the cross of Calvary. Amen. So let's read in Deuteronomy 31 that. Two verses of scripture to set the stage. Deuteronomy 31 verses 7 and 8. And Moses called unto Joshua. And said unto him in the sight of all Israel. Be strong and of good courage. For thou must go with his people. Unto the land which the Lord hath sworn unto their fathers. To give them. And thou shalt cause them to inherit it. And the Lord, he it is that doth go before thee, and will be with thee, he will not fail thee, either forsake thee, fear not, neither be dismayed. Hallelujah. So here is Moses, he's a, Moses knows he's about to go into eternity, God has told him, I'm bringing you home. And he is talking now to Joshua, his disciple. And he's trying to impart into Joshua some powerful truths because he wants to see Joshua obtain what God has promised him. So he's giving him some last minute instruction, some parting wisdom, if you will. On how he is going to do this. And he makes a number of statements to Joshua. And uh, he wants to know that God is with you. This is not just some dream. But God has promised this uh, since the days of your father. And he wants Joshua to have victory over the enemies that will try and destroy God's destiny in his life. So you and I tonight, when we gave our lives to Jesus, we, we entered into a destiny. But there is a real enemy, and Moses understood this. So the task that Joshua was facing is to get a nation of people into the promise of God. That's the great challenge. Even for you and I, to get ourselves into the promise of God. God has made a promise. His promises are yea and amen. They are sure, but we have to move ourselves into the promises of God. Uh, There's a location, there's a place that we have to labor to get into. So the destination was the promised land. He delivers them from Egypt. I'm going to take you into the promised land. But as we know, as we read the book, uh, there were many difficulties in getting to that. So Moses gives Joshua two elements that I want us to think about tonight. And he says to him in verse 7, be strong and of good courage. Be strong and of good courage. And so these two words literally speak about the character of an individual. be strong and of good courage and because we know that Joshua did bring the people into the promise uh, that tells us we should begin to examine this man's life because he accomplished what God had given him to do Uh, and uh, the Bible doesn't say that Joshua was born of angels or or this Uh, he's a common individual just like you and I. And so the word of God is telling us uh, there's things we can do to unlock uh, the reality of God's promise. And Moses gives these to Joshua. So let's look and begin to take heart and what the Bible teaches you and I about obtaining the promise of God. The first step is escaping Egypt. Hallelujah. Escaping Egypt. Think about this. Joshua was born in Egypt to the Jewish people under the uh, time of their great uh, captivity. So he is born into being a slave. He's born into bondage. He's living under the realm of Pharaoh. Uh, they were a despised people, they were an abused people. and Joshua grows up in this. This is all that he knows. This is all that he saw. His mentality was that of a slave, of a subject of Pharaoh. I have no free will. I must perform as Pharaoh demands and imagine the mindset that this produces in a life. This is all that Joshua knew But there came a time where God was going to deliver them out of Egypt. Amen. We know this. Uh, And it talks about uh, the night before, after the ten plagues are gone. I mean, the devil's stubborn. Amen. Moses goes in, let my people go. And Moses is thinking, this is going to be it. Everybody get your bags packed. We're getting out of here. But I mean, it wasn't until nine times later. Nine times going back again and again. This is why oftentimes we have to pray again and again and again. Yes, God is going to do it. Uh, he had promised Moses that, but there was some resistance, uh, and Moses had to press through that. So he goes back finally, and God begins to break the hand of Pharaoh. How I many you know that will eventually break the devil's grip on your life? Amen. The devil's, I ain't letting go, and that's what you think. Uh, God's got a day where you're, gonna, you're designed to let go. Hallelujah. And so in Exodus 12, 13, this is the night before their deliverance. It says, and the blood shall be to you for a token upon the houses wherein you are. And when I see the blood, I will pass over you. And the plague shall not be upon you to destroy you when I smite the land of Egypt. And this is dealing with the uh, what we know as the Passover. They were to take a lamb out of their flock. They were to kill that lamb uh, to eat it that night and then put the uh, the blood on the doorposts and the mantle of their homes. And God says, the only way you're going to escape Egypt is if I see the blood. If I don't see the blood, uh, the curse will enter, uh, death will enter, amen. And so they all had a a decision to make, uh, and that was to apply the blood so they could receive and to escape Egypt. And this is a picture of salvation. Jesus Christ is the Lamb of God. We know that his blood was shed on Calvary's cross. How do we apply that blood? Not to our physical homes, but to the doorposts of our hearts. Through salvation, saying yes to Jesus, Lord, I'm repenting of my sin. And God sees that as you and I symbolically are placing the blood, amen. And he says, the only way you're going to escape Egypt is if I see the blood. See, lots of folks want their life to change, but they don't want to apply the blood. Mm. They want to go through programs and, and all these other things that man promises them. When all they have to do is apply the blood. God says, when I see that, then the plague will no longer have access to your life. And so Joshua was raised in this generation. And when he leaves Egypt, it is estimated he was 40 years old. That means Joshua probably had his own house And he was going to have to make a decision to apply the blood, amen. And we know he did that because he escaped Egypt. So all of those who applied the blood will be escaping the demonic assault of hell against their life. And this is why so many people never find freedom and liberty. Say, well, I I don't want to go down to church. I I don't know that, that Christian stuff, that religious stuff. No, no, we're talking about the blood tonight. We're not talking about religion. Man has religion, and religion doesn't know good, amen. We're talking about applying the blood that God has given, the Lamb of God, not man's programs, not man's philosophies, not man's doctrines, but the blood of Jesus Christ applied brings liberty. So Joshua applies the blood, all of the other people then, they all came out of Egypt. And they're on the way to the promised land. So they escaped the judgment of God. They're coming through. Amen. And uh, I forgot to show you that scripture, right? You probably thought I made that up. But it's real, it's in the Bible. Hallelujah. You applied the blood. Amen. Exodus 12:13. So as they applied the blood, they're coming out now. So now they are physically free from Egypt. Now, when you get saved, God actually breaks bondages in your life. The addictions stop. Those things are broken, and you're no longer physically doing those things. There's been a release, a liberty. That's what they experience. amen. They applied the blood, and the next day, they're leaving. They're no longer on Egyptian soil, but they're on the way to the promise of God. That's what salvation is. You're no longer in the bondage of the world, but you're on your way to the promise of God. Hallelujah. So the physical bondage was broken, but here's the truth we must understand tonight. There was still a mental bondage. It was a mental bondage because they're raised in this. This is all that they know. This is how their mind functions. And so there was still a deeper bondage. A a physical bondage was broken. But there was a spiritual bondage or a way of thinking and dealing with life that was going to have to be dealt with. When we've been in bondage, it affects our mental thought process. And this is what uh, uh, keeps many people from never uh, reaching what God has for them, because uh, uh, the the mentality of bondage uh, affects how we even view the promises of God. I know what God said, but you don't know my situation. That's a that's a mental bondage. That's the way we process life, um, and that's what was going on in the lives of the people. After God got them out of Egypt, it took him 40 years to get them into the promise. Why? Because of their process of how they would process life. They still had the mentality of slaves, though they were free. But their minds were still locked into that way of thinking. So it took so long because they processed life through a mind of bondage. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Exodus chapter 16, verse 3 gives us an example. And wherefore hath the Lord brought us unto this land? These people talking, they're talking to uh, Moses, to fall by the sword that our wives and our children should be prey. Were it not better for us to return to Egypt? And they said one to another, let us make us a captain, and let us return to Egypt. This is profound. They've grown up in bondage. They've cried to God about Pharaoh's abuse on their lives. Lord, set us free from this tyrant. Uh, we want out of here. God answers that, uh, takes them out of Egypt. And the first time trouble arises, uh, the way they process is, Oh, I see. God, you brought us out here to kill us. We <laughs> I mean, know that's crazy, but sometimes we're crazy. This is the way they're processing life. Uh, well, uh, we don't want this. Diff- you promised us the promised land, Moses. Uh, a flood with milk and honey. Where is it? All we're having is trouble of uh, uh, setbacks, difficulties, problems. Uh, it was better for us uh, to go back to Egypt uh, and they elect a captain. Uh, who wants to lead us back to bondage? Mm. <laughs> is that crazy? Who wants to lead us back to bondage? Now all of a sudden, Egypt looks good to them. See, people get saved and they begin to have difficulty. And all of a sudden, they remember the good old days before they got saved. I mean, no, there was no good old days before you got saved. It was days of bondage, mm-hmm. days of, of 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 misery, of sorrow. But now the devil's convinced them uh, that Egypt is a better place. And because their mentality is, uh, we don't want to fight. Freedom. If you don't fight for your freedom, you won't get freedom. I mean, you understand that tonight. Hallelujah. So they are physically out of Egypt, but not mentally. Amen. So this is a problem that we have to deal with as you and I are serving God. Uh, the temptation is uh, the devil paints the past as this peaceful time. devil said, remember when you used to serve me? Yeah, everything was so nice. Your life was so good, so easy. And we begin to to believe that lie. And we want to elect the captain to take us back to the thing we cried to get free from. But this is what happens when the mind is in bondage. So one of the things that has to happen is we have to break the mindset of bondage. Amen. The Bible tells you and I. There must be a renewing of our minds. Isn't that right? Let your minds be renewed. And what God is saying is you can't think the way you thought when you were a slave. You can't think the way you thought when you were a bondage, when you were in addiction. That is no longer how you process life. I've so many people who are stuck in addiction and their process mind is, uh, you don't know how hard this is. Uh, this can never be broken. I'll just have to deal with this the rest of my life. It's like going to the AA meeting and they stand up, my name is so-and-so and I'm an alcoholic. That's the mentality. And you're never going to get free. See, there has to be a change in the way we process things in our mind. The scriptures tell us that there must be a renewing of our minds. People in bondage simply obey. They do as they're told. That's why addictions rule people's lives. Because you're in bondage and you simply obey what the addiction tells you. But those who choose to take a stand will develop strength and character. What Moses told Joshua. So Joshua did as Moses had said to him and he fought with Amalek. They've come out of Egypt now. They've been slaves all their life. Coming to a place where the Amalekites are coming to fight them. God tells Moses, Choose us out some men to go and fight with Amalek. And, and he chooses out Joshua and uh, some others. Uh, and he says, I want you to go and fight the Amalekites. Now, Joshua at that point could have said, You know what? Uh, uh, listen, man, uh, I, I grew up in the, in, in the slave pits of Pharaoh. I know nothing about warfare. Isn't there another way around this, Moses? I, listen, I don't want to go fight. I don't want to do that. But Joshua doesn't have that mentality. Something has happened in his mind where he is processing life different. Moses said, I want you to go and fight. And Joshua says, okay, the fight is on. We're going to go do this. He had been raised in bondage all of his life. He had never seen anyone overcome Pharaoh. He, had never, he knew nothing about battle. But yet he was willing to trust God and respond to the call to fight. How many know as we serve God, there'll be times when the Holy Spirit will say, get up and fight. We'll say, God, Lord, where are you? And God says, I'm here, but you got to get up and fight. you got to rise up uh, and you've got to engage the enemy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So Joshua, in this moment where he's called to fight, he's called to do something he's never done before. And we know that the unknown territory is very nerve-wracking to us. So I want you to go battle, battle. I don't know anything about that. But he processes life different now. I'm not sure how this is going to work. But if you say God is in this, uh, Moses, then I'm in. Count me in. That's to be our mentality. I don't know how it's going to work out, God, but I as long as you're with me, hallelujah, it's going to be all right. So Joshua did not hit the default button. He didn't say, listen, we can't do this. We can't we can't beat this battle. Let's just pack our bags and go back to Egypt. Maybe Pharaoh will let us move back into our old houses. Amen. Lots of folks are going back to the old spiritual houses because the devil begins to harass them. Well, Pastor, I was coming to church, but this happened and that happened and this fell apart. Where is God? I'm going back to my old place in Pharaoh's land. <laughs> well, you can move back there if you want to, but I'm I plan on fighting. Hallelujah. So many believers have never tasted victory because they've never accepted the battle. They won't fight. They won't fight for them. They want freedom, but they won't fight. And if you won't fight, you'll never have victory. Amen. The devil isn't going to just release your mind from bondage. He's going to press your mind to think the way you always thought, because then he'll get the result that he wants you to have, which is bondage. Romans chapter 7, verse 23. Paul writes, but I see another law in my members, warring against the law of my mind, and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin, which is in my members. So Paul is saying, I'm trying to live for God, but there's a mentality attached to my fallen nature that wants me to process life through a carnal mindset, through a carnal mindset. Paul there's this war that's going on within you and I. The carnal mind is always trying to uh, give us a strategy uh, always trying to give us insight uh, and to resist uh, believing God. He says I see a war and Paul no doubt he's thinking about uh, his religious life before he began to serve Jesus Paul knew all the rituals of the Jewish religion and maybe as life is coming down and pressures building up, he had a tendency to want to turn back uh, to the traditions of the fathers. But he said, I had to fight against that. I had to choose to believe God. In the midst of the battle, as it's raging, he said, I see this law at work. My mind comes under assault from the bondage of what I used to be involved in. And if I process life through that, I will not have the victory that God wants to give me. Hallelujah. First Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 8. But let us who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and of love and of a helmet, the hope of salvation. And what he's saying is, when you and I engage the enemy, when fear begins to attack you, when doubt begins to creep in, he's saying, I put on your battle gear, your sword, uh, your your shield, and the helmet. What's the the helmet? He said, you've got to take stock in the way you're thinking. Yes. Listen, there's not one of us tonight who who can say, we've never said, God, where are you? Amen. We've all said it. What do you mean, where am I? I'm right there. (laughs) But that's our mentality. This is happening. This is going to, God, where are you? See, that's the carnal mind. And we can't give in to that mindset. So Joshua goes down into this valley. Moses sends him down there. He goes down with the troops, and he's battling. And Joshua has no idea that Moses is up on the hill, right, with his hands up. Bible says as as Joshua's battling, as long as Moses' hands are up, uh, Joshua is winning the battle. That's a picture of you and I. We're down in the battle fight. We don't actually see God, but he's there. And he's got it under control. See, as Joshua is fighting this battle, he has no idea that the man of God is undergirding him. And it is so with you and I, as we enter the battles of life, we may not, quote unquote, see God. We may not see what we want to see, but because God's hands are still up, the battle is still in our favor tonight. We can't be. Joshua could have said, hey, where's Moses? Where are you? You sent me down here to fight. And now where are you? Get distracted from the battle. Get discouraged. But he understood something. You know what? Moses sent me here. I trust what he told me. And I'm going to fight this fight. God has sent us into battle. Can you say amen? He's given us, he said, God, I'm bringing you to the promised land. But there's going to be some giants in the land. There's going to be some battles in the land. But that's okay. Listen, I'm still up here. I'm still on the throne. I'm still in control. And you're going to win this battle. But be strong and of good courage. Amen. Hallelujah. The right thought process is so important. It's so important how we process. The issues of life that we're going through. Because if we process them wrong, we'll begin to doubt God. We'll begin to turn back uh, and uh, leave uh, the victory God has planned for us. Remember the spies Moses sent out. Ten spies. They come back and they say, Moses, yeah, the land is full with milk and honey. Great prosperity there. But one small problem. There's giants in the land. And Moses were not able to beat them. Were not able to, to confront this. And the Bible says they begin to speak these words. And they quenched the heart of the people. And they did not go into the promised land. All because they processed life incorrectly. They saw giants that were bigger than their God. I mean, no, there's no giants bigger than our God, but the devil can plant that seed. Do so you think you're going to overcome that? You're crazy. You'll never, you'll never beat this. You might as well move on to something else and just leave that because you're never going to get the victory in that area. You're always going to be that way. I mean, that's just the way you are. Some people say that, right? Well, that's just the way I am. That's the way I've always been. Well, yeah, that's your choice. But if you begin to process life differently, you won't always be that way. But that's the mentality that we have to fight against. And the devil is always exploiting that. Paul says, it's a war in my mind. Proverbs 3, verse 5 through 7. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Lay not to your own understanding. And all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. Be not wise in thy own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lay not to your own understanding. This is where the difficulty comes in oftentimes. to so where I'm looking at life, and I'm processing life through the natural realm. And this particular problem will only be solved if I do this. But the Bible says your understanding is not like God's understanding. <laughs> we can look at a situation and say, you know what? I know this is going to happen and that's going to happen. because This person has always been that way. This situation always works out that way. But I mean, you know, God sees beyond that. God is not held in captive by what people think or what people normally do. Amen. Listen, God, God can make your worst enemy bless you. <laughs> Hallelujah. It's amazing. God can make those who hate you bless you. But we could never see them being a blessing to us. Because in our minds, uh, they hate me. They don't like me. It's always been that way. But God doesn't see it that way. God says, I'm God. And I can do whatever I want to do, whatever I need to do. Amen. He made Pharaoh let the people go, didn't he? A generation, they were saying, we're always going to be slaves in Egypt. That's just our destiny. You know, a case around This is what it's going to be. But God had a different plan. He made Pharaoh let him go. And so we cannot lean to our own understanding. Mark this statement down. God knows more than we do. Hallelujah. The problem is some people think they know more than God does. That's our society today. We don't want that God stuff. That's old stuff. Uh, uh, that's antique. Uh, the, but people's, their line is all oh, the Bible is so old. Well, what does that mean? Does that mean it's not relevant? Well, in fact, the Bible is old, but it's current and it's futuristic. The Bible is way ahead of man. So oh, we got our rockets, we got our AI, we've got all of these things. God is way ahead of you. You you, you man's doing things now. We discovered this. Discovered it. God says, I made it. <laughs> and you discovered it. Good luck. And so you and I are serving a God who is way ahead of us, way ahead of us. Joshua was down in this valley, and he's battling, and God's way ahead of him. The battle's already won. Isn't this amazing? God, the battle's already won. God just said, just go in and act like you're fighting. So <laughs> now I ain't going. I don't want to fight. I can't win. God said, well, you just get in and just pretend like you're fighting so I can give you the victory. <laughs> And so many Christians say, no, Pastor, I'm too difficult. What you're asking me to do is too difficult. My life has always been this way. It's just the way I am. And, and what they're saying is, I don't want to fight. And if we won't fight, God can't give us the victory. But if we'll just jump in and act like we, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna fight, God steps in and does a miracle. How many times in the Bible, God caused the enemy to flee? Like the four leprous men, right? They're sitting outside the gate. Uh, They got leprosy. Uh, They're about to die. There's a famine in the land and they're having a conversation. And one says, you know what? Uh, We can just sit here and die. Or we can go back into the camp and there's no food there. We'll die. Or we can go into the enemy's camp. And if they kill us, then we just die. But if we just sit here, uh, nothing's going to happen. Well, the Bible says they make a decision to get up and go toward the Syrians' camp. These are the enemies. And the Bible says, as they were going, God made these four lepers sound like an amazing army coming toward the Syrians. The Syrians say, Oh, they've hired uh, mercenaries against us. They leave their campfires, their food, and they run. And these leprous men come into the camp, and there's food on the fire, there's clothing. There's, God, there's everything and they're taking the stuff and they're, they're just rejoicing because they decided to get up and do something. God says, that's what I was looking for. And he chases the enemy off. That's the picture of Christianity. If we'll just say, God, you know what? The, the spiritually. God, I got leprosy. This is falling off. That's falling off. Uh, I don't have much strength, but I'm going to get up and believe you again today, God. And God will cause the enemy to flee. Hallelujah. So we cannot lean to our own understanding. Yeah. We can look at all this happening in life and try and figure out. Listen, you, you drive yourself crazy. And you will never take courage and heart if you don't, if you, if you lean to your own understanding. Joshua could have said to Moses, when we go down in the valley and fight the enemy, we don't, we're not warriors. How is this going to work, Moses. I want to see the blueprint. I want to see the plans. I want to see how, the, how this is going to work. He doesn't do that. He just goes and obeys what Moses tells him. And when he's down in the valley, God took notice. He said, that's what I've been looking for. Out of all the people that came out of Egypt, there was one who was willing to go down and believe me. And God worked a continuous battle, I mean victory in the life of Joshua. So how did Joshua obtain this uh, quality of life uh, when everyone else was born with him at the same time, but yet Joshua obtained this, and I believe this has to do with a personal commitment. And this really is the, the, the defining line. I got saved with a number of guys that got saved the same time I did. We're sitting in the same church, hearing the same preaching oftentimes going through the same battles in life uh, the old life trying to reach back and pull us out and many of them uh, did not survive and it's because of this personal commitment issue tonight I mean we can be in a church that believes God but if we don't believe God it doesn't do us any good Hallelujah we know that there are no lone soldiers uh, for Christ And we all need each other, but there's also a definite element of a personal commitment and linking with the Spirit of God. And the Bible brings this out very clearly in Exodus chapter 33, verses 9 through 11. We're going to read uh, tonight. It says, And it came to pass as Moses entered into the tabernacle, the cloudy pillar descended. And stood at the door of the tabernacle. And the Lord talked with Moses. And all the people saw the cloudy pillar. Stand at the tabernacle door. And all the people rose up. And worshipped every man in his tent door. And the Lord spake unto Moses face to face. As a man speaketh unto his friend. And he turned again into the camp. But his servant Joshua. Son of Nun. A young man departed not out of the tabernacle. And as you're reading through the scriptures, sometimes you can miss things. But I remember reading this. And it says, yes, Moses goes to the tabernacle. The pillar of cloud comes down. It's the glory of God talking. with." But then it says these words. Moses turns to go out after speaking with God. But Joshua remained in the tabernacle. Now Joshua, he goes in there with Moses, the presence of God is there. Moses is having a communication with God, and then Moses gets up and he leaves, but Joshua says, I'm not leaving. He could have said, well Moses is leaving, I'm gonna no, no. Joshua said, God, I want you. I want a personal contact with you. I'm not leaving this place till I connect with you. See, many times um, we come to church uh, and we forget to to connect with God. So many people come, they hear the word of God, and uh, uh, they don't understand that there needs to be a personal connecting with God. And Joshua got this. See, we wonder how this man began to rise up in the nation of Israel in their history. It's because he decided at a crucial time, he could have got up and left with Moses, but he's saying, no, God, I want more of you. I want what that man Moses has. I want that relationship like you talk with him face to face like a man talks to his friend. God, I want that. And he says, I'm not leaving until I get it. <laughs> Glory to God. We have to have that heart. God, I'm not leaving till I connect with you. And we see the life of Joshua very powerful. But it's all linked to this, how he began to stay in line with Moses and begin to obey his instructions and uh, begin to say, God, I want to know you like Moses knows you, I want to have that relationship. I'm not leaving this place. I wonder what took place in the tabernacle after Moses has left. And Joshua says, Lord, I'm holding on to you. I'm not leaving. You got to talk to me some more. I believe in those times, I begin to deposit things in us that are eternal. Things that change who we are. Things that change the way we think. Things that change the way we process life. Times when I've come to an altar and connected with God, Lord, this is going on in my life. God, this is happening. God, you've got to talk to me. You've got to meet me here. Moses leaves and Joshua says, I'm not going to leave. God, I need more. It's no coincidence that Joshua was a mighty man of God. Not because he was quote unquote destined for that, but Joshua along the way made some decisions. He made the choice to put the blood on the doorposts of his house in Egypt That brought deliverance. He made a decision to fight when he needed to fight. He made a decision to believe the man of God and step out. And then he made a decision. God, I must have more of you. That's why Joshua was able to conquer the thing to conquer. He led the people through the River Jordan to the walls of Jericho. Down the walls of Jericho. And then he led them into the promised land powerful all from a man who before that only knew bondage all he knew was being a slave all he knew was Pharaoh's my taskmaster but something transformed in this man's life uh, when he said yes to Jesus uh, uh, to God applied the blood that uh, came out of Egypt got his mind renewed I mean you know, sometimes our worst enemy is our mind if we, if we could just get rid of this thing, amen? If we could just be like, you know, uh, Ichabod Crane, the headless horseman, amen? Lord, Just, just remove the head, Lord, It we'll probably be all right. Uh, but see, the mind challenges us. Uh, but listen, Joshua is telling us we can conquer the mind. How do we conquer it? By obeying God. Moses says, Joshua, go fight. Sometimes I respond to God, I don't want to fight. I'm tired of fighting. I've been fighting this over and over. No, go fight. You see, this time when you fight, God's there with his hands up. And you begin to destroy that thing that held you captive for so long. Amen. I believe God has great victory for us in days to come. We're going to enter some battles with, with the Amalekites. Amen. They represent these large problems. And that we'll step into the, to the valley, trust that God is there with his hands up for us we're going to have great great victory in days to come amen you and I can unlock victory that God has already purchased for us by being strong and of good courage God will give us the victory amen let's bow our heads tonight hallelujah Moses called Joshua and said unto him in the sight of all of Israel be strong and of good courage. And I'm challenging the people of God tonight to be strong and of good courage. In every life, there are battles to fight, in every life, there are valleys. And you and I, we've come out of Egypt, we've applied the blood, and there's deliverance in the physical sense. We're not going back to the parties, we're not going to the bars, we're not going to all the insanity. But there can still be a stronghold in our minds tonight. Physically free but in mind we're still in bondage. Tonight God is saying to you I want to break that bondage. I want you to begin to believe me for the impossible. Those things that you put upon the shelf and I say well God I guess you're not going to do that. No. God is saying believe me. Step out and fight this battle. Be of good courage. says I wrestle in my mind it's normal for all of us but see the answer is uh, to be renewed in other words every situation that we look at we have to look at it through the mind of God which says you know what I can beat this I can have the victory over this this can change this will change because God is involved tonight that's what God wants you to have Breaking the mentality of Egypt, breaking the mentality of defeat, and saying, all things are possible because I believe my God. Hallelujah. Let's all stand. The altars are open tonight. I invite you to come tonight and lock with God as Joshua did, says, I'm not leaving God until I get more of you. We don't do this as a ritual tonight. Moses didn't go in uh, simply out of a ritual. Moses went and saying, God, I need you to talk to me. I've got things going on. I've got issues to do. God, you've got to talk to me. And Joshua says, I'm not leaving. I'm not leaving, God, until I hear from you. God, that you would move. That you would break my mentality you would break the way I think God oh tonight maybe God is showing you that you have a negative way of thinking and tonight he wants to break that he wants you to think in terms of victory but his hands are up and his eyes are towards you the Bible says his eyes are on the sparrow Jesus says fear not my little flock my father's good pleasure is to give you the victory oh tonight we must have a, might, a right frame of mind But our God is able he's well able tonight Joshua told the people our God is able let's go up at once oh tonight God Help us tonight, God. We're not leaving this place until we have more of you. Oh, God, breathe on the lives of your people tonight. God, courage and strength tonight. Raise up warriors from this place tonight, God. Lord, as we put on the helmet of salvation tonight, the breastplate of righteousness, the sword of your word tonight, to fight the battles that lie ahead. We will not turn back to Egypt. We will not long for the things of the old days but oh God we long for what lies ahead. The promise and the destiny that you have spoken concerning our lives. Oh Rebekia Oh God move tonight. Father we know there's victory ahead We believe you tonight God We're breaking bondages tonight We're breaking the mentality tonight God We refuse to think Like the slaves of Egypt We choose to think Like sons and daughters Of the most high God Hallelujah Shelemanda korebesi Jesus, we thank you tonight for the grace for the mercy the power you've given us, Lord. God, renew our minds. I rebuke, Lord, every negative thought that we try and seize hold of minds. We rebuke every lying and tormenting spirit tonight we take authority over it this evening God Lord we're throwing down the gauntlet tonight we're making a decision we're going to believe you we're not going to believe what we see what we feel or what we hear we're going to believe you but you have promised us you've spoken victory God, we have every intention of walking into that victory tonight. Tonight is a marker. We're going forward, God. We're going to have victory in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Praise God. If you you want prayer for anything tonight, I want to pray for you tonight, God. God of help tonight. Amen. Give me prayer. Your legs are swollen now. Listen, a couple things. The devil is always assaulting your mind. Okay? So the moment you feel something in your body, the devil says, This, 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 yeah, this. Yeah. Okay? That anxiety happens and all. Okay? So today we're going to break that spirit. Okay? Because this is a spirit of fear. Right? The Bible says, God has not given us. Spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Okay. What the I with me? Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I repent of this fear and I close the door. The devil's a liar and I take authority over my mind tonight. The blood of Jesus delivers me and sets me free. I speak to my body, and I command it to function properly. I speak to my legs, and I command this swelling to loose, in Jesus' name. Amen. Father, touch him right now by the blood of Jesus. Loose him. I command this swelling God, to loose from this body right now. Do a miracle, Lord. Touch him right now, God. Healing in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. I want you to walk a little bit and test yourself. Amen. God's going to do a miracle. Let pray for you, sister. <clears throat> what do you need? Amen. 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 Listen, the devil is working on you overtime. Okay, it is running, it's running, it's running. You can't even catch up with it running so fast. Okay, and the devils he, hes writing that how everything is already going to work out. Okay, but you can't go there. Because okay? every time you go there, you're going to get discouraged. You're going to get beaten down. But what you have to constantly say is, God is in control. Lord, I don't know how you're going to do it, but I know you can do it. Okay, let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I bind the mental salt that comes against my sister's life. We break it off tonight by the blood of Jesus Christ. We're agreeing in prayer tonight that the helmet of salvation will be in firm place in our mind, and Lord, every fiery dart. Every lie from hell that will be launched at her will be repelled by the blood tonight. I want you to pray with me. Say, Jesus, Jesus, I take authority over my mind. I rebuke every lie that would try to enter my thought. The blood of Jesus delivers me and sets me free. I cast out fear. I cast out fear. I cast out despair. I cast out I cast, unbelief, I cast out unbelief and I'm claiming the promise of my God in Jesus name, Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. Praise God. How's your legs, Angelo? Any, any, any change? Go a little bit? I'm going to pray for you again. Hallelujah. Amen. That's going to help you tonight. Father, in the name of Jesus. Lord, I speak to this body, and I'm commanding healing. I command the swelling to loose by the blood of Jesus Christ. I take authority right now. Loose him. The blood of Jesus delivers him and sets him free. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. You Keep moving him. God's going to help you. Amen. Let's close our service tonight. Father, tonight we thank you Lord that your hands are up and we may be in the valley, God, but we will not look back. We're going forward for we know that you've given us the victory. Lord, still every decision tonight keep us safe and bring us back again in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. The Lord bless you tonight.